I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Katie's podcast. Episode two. This is so exciting. It's getting real. I know. We are coming at you with our very first topical episode. Me and Katie get to chat. Um, You have to listen to us. Yes, you you have to listen. You better not skip. (laughs) (laughs) You can listen to us on double speed. It's okay. I get it. It's fine. But I, before we jump into today's topic, Katie, how's your week going? Um, it's going really well. So I actually just came back. Our whole family went on a trip to Hawaii, Ooh. Oahu specifically for a family wedding. And so it was our first time really traveling kind of long haul with a six month old. And scary. it was scary. It was intimidating, but he did so good. He's very particular. All right. And he's <laughs> he's got a way he likes things to be. But I was so proud of him because he was so go with the flow he was just awesome. I couldn't rest for more. And we had a beautiful time. And, That's so you know, good. It was just amazing. How I about you? That. What have you been up to? So I got to go on a really cool kayak trip with a group from our church. Oh, yeah. And it was so fun. I got nice and tan. I was super sore afterwards. <laughs> got to sleep on the ground. Love but that. But <laughs> honestly, 10 out of 10, I would recommend it if you ever get the opportunity. I feel like we kind of had opposite experiences, <laughs> but they're equally fun and different. Yes. You know, in the right context. <laughs> yes. No, I had a great time. And then now I've just been back at work with some really busy weeks. Um, we've got lots of events coming up at the church and yeah. they are keeping me on my toes for show. Always. Yes. Always on my toes. Never a dull moment. But we want to jump right into today's topic. Absolutely. You might have looked at the, the episode title and been a little bit confused, but yes. <laughs> we are going to be talking about friendship yeah. today. Yes. And not just like, oh, friends, like super surfacey, how to have fun with your friends. But like we want to tackle it in a really deep type of way because friendship is absolutely essential to your walk with the Lord mm-hmm. um, because that's your community and being committed to your friends is so important. Yeah. But. And this is really was born out of a response to what we've seen a lot of on social media yeah. or just in you know, the zeitgeist right now about friendship. And uh, we've noticed an approach that we have some problems with (laughs) and we want to address it. So let's get right off the bat. And Katie, what are some of these phrases that you've heard that have really bothered you about friendship lately? So I was actually, I just like typed it into Pinterest the other night because (laughs) I was like, I know I've seen these before. I want to make sure that we are giving like just absolutely accurate information. And when I tell you, it took me less than five seconds to find like these Pinterest Like all of these. Yeah. And it's like on like this pretty like floral background. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) this one says, sometimes giving someone a second chance is like giving them an extra bullet for their gun because they missed you the first time Mm, I like this next one um stop being the go-to for someone you can't go to clever clever this is one that really gets me this is the one that got me thinking I brought this to Katie and this is what all this was born out of but stop texting your friends and see who texts you those are your real friends. Like that you'll be surprised by who's still in your life yeah. in three months if you stop texting. Yeah. Look and see who doesn't care about you. Yeah. Another one of a similar vein is if it doesn't bring you peace, it doesn't deserve your energy. Mm-hmm. And then I found this one that I feel like really encompasses the world's approach very well. It's a little bit longer, but it says, do yourself a favor and learn how to walk away. When a connection starts to fade, learn how to let it go. 
When a person starts to mistreat you, learn how to move on to something and someone better. Don't waste your energy trying to force something that isn't meant to be. Because the truth is, for every one person who doesn't value you, there are tons more waiting to love you better. Do better. <laughs> do you do better and you walk away from people when they're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so what we want to do for you guys today is we want to lay out a counter argument to this entire way of thinking. And we want to present to you a case for radical commitment in yeah. friendship and that that is a biblical worldview. And we're going to try to back it up for you. But yes. something that I'd like to point out is that all of these previous ideas are rooted in pride, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're rooted in self-service uh, and Christianity is marked by humility. It's marked in the denying of oneself. Love and preference of other people is the hallmark of a Christian, right? Yeah. And before you get all arguing with me in your head, right? We're going <laughs> to we're going to address some caveats. I'm not talking about abuse or anything like that. Yeah. And we'll get to that at the end of this episode, but just hear us out, right? Yeah. In general, this is for <laughs> friendships, right. the relationships you have in your life, the normal ones. <laughs> yeah. It we're going to we're going to try to convince you today that removing anything from your life that doesn't give you peace, right? Removing any friendships from your life that don't serve you is unchristlike yeah. and doesn't actually walk in obedience to the word of God. Yeah, absolutely. So just like Katie was saying, we see these and it's these approaches to friendship and it is absolutely 100% rooted in pride. And there's just this lack of patience for people to figure out anything. There's not room for people to have imperfections or to not have things figured out with this approach. And I think that it's this kind of, if it's not symbiotic in the sense that we're both receiving something from it at all times, then it should be rooted out and cut out of your life and Mm -hmm. that is not what we see modeled in the bible or actually called on us in the bible so the first thing that i saw when i started doing some research for this episode was proverbs 17 21 says uh, a friend loves at all times and even though that's short and sweet and simple what a challenge and a calling a friend loves at all times not when it's convenient not when it's easy at all times yeah and to kind of pair with that verse we have um because what is love right um what is that <laughs> <laughs> it's too early to start singing okay <laughs> yeah my bad, my bad um but what what does this love look like and we see that modeled in first corinthians thirteen seven. it says love bears all things believes all things hopes all things and endures all all things. So this is a high standard set for love. Yeah. And all things. Yeah. All things. I mean, who, how many relationships in your life can you truly say bear and believe and hope and endure all things? Yeah. Right. Like that is a, that is a high calling. Absolutely. That is, that's a very high standard. And we're not here to say like, this is so easy. Just do better. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not. <laughs> no, the quotes already told you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not what we're here to say. It's this is what the Bible is calling us to. And this is the example that it has set. And it's markedly different than what the world is portraying. And that this is that first example of just what does it look like to love at all times? Right. And 
you know, we have a lot of examples of friendship in the Bible. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on any of these. Katie's got one she's going to dig into for you guys. But uh, one of the first ones I thought of was Ruth and Naomi, right? They were, Mm. they were family. It's a little bit different, right? But not by blood. And Naomi's sons had both died. Ruth was her daughter-in-law and Naomi is left with nothing, right? Mm -hmm. She has nothing to offer. She has nothing to give Ruth. There's nothing, there's no benefit to Ruth staying with Naomi. And so Naomi tells her, you know, go return to your home, return to your family, return to your people. And Ruth, uh, the, the word that's actually used in these verses, you can look it up, but it's representative of like cleaving, like sticking, like clinging Mm -hmm. to each other, right? That Ruth says like, I am with you. Like where you go, I go, where you stay, I'll stay, right? Like I am, I'm yours. I'm sticking with you, even though you have nothing to offer me, Uh, which is, Again, the opposite of what we're seeing in all these examples that we're giving you guys of what the world is saying about about friendship and about commitment in relationship, right? There's also Elisha and Elijah in 2 Kings 2. Elijah is in great danger. You can go read it for yourself, but he's in great danger. And he tells Elisha, go, like, go save yourself, like, go away from me. And Elisha says, absolutely not. Like, I'm here with you. And he had no reason to do that other than faithfulness, right, to the Lord and to his friend. Another example that I can think of is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane Mm. in Matthew 26, right? So he is in great agony. He knows he's about to start this really painful, (laughs) that is an understatement, right? But this really painful (laughs) process. And he has all of his disciples with him and he asks them to stay awake for him. He's going to go and pray and he comes back and they're all asleep. They couldn't even stay awake. And he's, you know, praying in agony to the point where he is, you know, bleeding and They couldn't even stay awake and hear that their friend was in so much agony, right? Right. That their teacher, their rabbi was in so much agony. And um, he was even betrayed by his friends, right? But he continued to love them with full knowledge of the way that they would treat him. Yeah, 100%. I think those are such great examples. I love because I know that we talked about it prior to this episode, but that example of Jesus in the garden is so amazing to look at because we see, like you're saying, he's about to be crucified for the sins of these men that um, he's chosen to be his friends in the in the time of his ministry. And like you're saying, they can't even stay awake for him while he's praying. Like that is... Mm-hmm. And it's not like he hasn't told them, right? right. Like he's told them, like, I'm about to do something. <laughs> I am like, he's, they don't even want to stay awake right. to find out. And like he's, and he's God, but he's, he's a person. Like yeah. I, I'm sure they could see his distress and absolutely couldn't even stay awake. No, I know. And it's so easy to, I think, be a fly on the wall in this situation and be like, are you kidding me? And then like, <laughs> like come on, we, Peter. Yeah, come on. And <laughs> we absolutely do stuff like that all the time to our friends, to God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that that same um, just we're inattentive in these moments where we absolutely should be 100 percent all in. Um, and Jesus, that's such an excellent example of he still went to the cross. <laughs> He's, right. He still went to the cross, but he also didn't like freak out and start, you know, he didn't disown them all before going to the cross. Like I'm dying for everybody, but you like that kind of thing, because he is the ultimate model of, uh, of peace and of patience. Um, but an example that came to my mind when we first started talking about doing this episode was the relationship between uh, David and Jonathan. And so we kind of start to see this story unfold in 1 Samuel 18. And in the very first verse, it says that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And that's a deep, deep friendship Mm -hmm. and connection. And there's so much to their story Uh, too much to unpack in this episode. I would highly encourage you to go read the story. It's absolutely worth your time. Um, 
But it goes basically past that. It goes on to say that Jonathan loved David as he loved his own soul and they made a covenant to each other. Mm -hmm. And so we see multiple covenants throughout the Bible. But basically in this one, Jonathan gives David his robe and his weapons, which has a lot of significance. It's basically saying his robe is like an identifying factor. Mm -hmm. So he's saying like, I want to be right. identified with you. Right. When well, he's the son of a king, right? Yes. So his, his robe is, is regal. It's a big deal. Um, it's more than David had at this time. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he's giving this to him and saying, I want to be identified with you, mm -hmm. that when people see you, it's a reflection of me. Yeah. Um, that's a big deal. And then the weapons that is, um, hey, here's what I use to protect myself. Here are my resources. And so this covenant isn't just like a, hey, pinky promise to be friends forever. Like it's <laughs> not like that. This is I want to be identified with you and I want you to have all the resources that I have at my disposal for your protection. And it's basically it's like a what's mine is yours type of situation to the fullest extent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, later on in the story, they end up making a second covenant between their descendants, basically declaring the same thing over their children and their children's children. So this same thing that they just did, they're saying, I want that uh, forever and ever in our in our lineage. So they basically create this covenant and it's put to the test because then King Saul ends up. He becomes jealous of David and wants to kill him. And David has to rely on Jonathan. And Jonathan is Saul's son. And yeah. so this is not yeah. a if, light situation. If David is a threat to Saul, David is a threat to Jonathan. Absolutely. Right? Like that's yeah. the natural way of thinking. Yes. And basically, Jonathan lays aside the threat of being this close to David and he commits and he says that hey we made a covenant I'm sticking to it and I'm committed to finding protection for you and keeping you safe and upholding this covenant and this relationship and so it's really cool to see again absolutely read it for yourself it's it's truly such an amazing story but this is a picture of how high in regard the Bible holds relationships and friendship it's such a high level of commitment and loyalty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this isn't something that David had with everyone in his life or Jonathan had with everyone in his life. Right. It's important to have those that you go through life with committed to. Yeah. Right. There's something about commitment that is Christ-like. It's a standard that looks completely different than the world. The idea of making a covenant, of committing to people in a way that you know, there's no way out. Yeah. <laughs> right. That regardless of what happens in life, what you go through, the decisions that you make, right. That you have people in your life that you say, you know what, like what's mine is yours. Yeah. There's going to be give and take. There's going to be times when you have, there's going to be times when you have not. Right. And yeah. we are going to be here for each other. Absolutely. And, you know, marriage is a great example of this, but mm -hmm. not everyone is going to be married. Right. <laughs> and not only that, but your, your spouse isn't the only person that you walk through life with. Um, right. That's why we have bridesmaids and groomsmen and that's how why we should have bridesmaids and groomsmen yeah. right these people that you're saying like come alongside me support my marriage yeah. walk with me hold me accountable and I just think in general we don't consider friendship in that way yeah as much as we should in in western culture and western society I feel like we keep saying culture but yeah at least in the culture that we exist right in, right we <laughs> we see uh a tendency towards serving what serves you mm -hmm. um but something that I think is so important to remember when you're discerning how to live 
uh, as a Christian <laughs> is that you are to hold yourself as a believer to a stricter stricter standard to a higher measure than you are to hold those around you to right that you know like in matthew 7 when it talks about removing the rod in your own eye before you worry about the speck in your brother's eye um but even just worldly wisdom right i've heard this a lot of times like be the friend you want to have like what do you attract based on how you treat other people right before you are holding people to this standard that is completely impossible of how you want them to be there for you and support you and be on your team no matter what right what kind of a friend are you? Yeah. <laughs> what have you done to show that you are a friend of high enough caliber to be worthy of that? Right. right. And, um, you know, the disciples weren't, they, they had proven <laughs> over and over, right. That yes. they, they weren't worthy of that, but Jesus yeah. still offered his love and his commitment to them. And he still built his church through them. Right. And eventually they rose to the occasion of faithfulness, but it took time. Uh, and I think that, you know, sometimes we need to give people time. Absolutely. I think that that is so important to spend time examining your own life before you jump into this. You all need to do better and you need to serve me in a different way. And I just feel like that's such a self-centered approach to life. And we're really good at serving ourselves. Yes, we're We're excellent at it. We're excellent (laughs) at giving ourselves what we need. And um, we're really excellent at knowing what we need. Right. But if we are to love others as we love ourselves, yeah. as we are called to, right? The the second greatest commandment that Jesus talks yeah. about, right? Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but also loving others as you love yeah. yourself with the same attention and care and foresight and all of those things that right. you have for yourself. Like, I don't know how many friendships I have in my life where I am living to that standard that I absolutely should be. And I I want to, and I'm trying and I hope I'm doing better than I have in the past. But in general, it's worth being reminded. And we aren't here to tell you like, you're a terrible friend, but it's worth being reminded and worth bringing before the Lord of like, Hey, am I the kind of friend that you've called me to be? Yeah. I think, I think that is so important. And I think about all the times that I have failed as a friend and if my friends all took the nonchalant approach to friendship that the world Mm -hmm. holds dear right now um i would not have any friends i really (laughs) would not because i you know i am a flawed human being that absolutely has failed my friends over and over again and you know of course we make strides to be walking in god's will and uh, to be good friends but we're human we cannot walk in perfection and why would we hold other people to that standard and i think that we can miss out on some relationships that are going to be so so beneficial to our lives when we rule out people based on the season that they're in Mm -hmm. um friendships happen in seasons and it's sometimes it's going to be hard for you to walk alongside people either because of the season you're in or because of the season they're in but this radical commitment that we're talking about means that despite maybe there's maybe there's physical distance between the two of you maybe you live in california and they're all the way out in maine and it's crazy and you know there's geography between you but knowing that you can still lift them up in prayer and you can still give them a call or shoot them a text and things like that to keep them roped in and keep them close to your heart um i think that is so imperative to to take into consideration and to understand right well and acknowledging that give and take is a natural part yes 
of life, right? Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's unreasonable to expect that in every season of your life that you're going to be able to give of yourself in a way right. that is like equal across all seasons, right? right? Like I recently had a baby, right? Yeah. And I have friends that also have young children. I have friends that are single. Um, and I am so thankful that my friends didn't just drop me because yeah. I wasn't responding to every text for a few yeah. months, right? Like I'm so thankful that I had people that were continuing to um, pursue me and meet me where I was at and let me know. And then when I'm, you know, coming out of the fog of having a newborn and yeah. I'm able to look around and see those people around me that I can go to them and be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't even know. What's, I haven't even asked you. Like, what's going on with your life? And they're yeah. not like, yeah, I was waiting for you to ask. Right? Yeah. Like, but I've they're been like, sitting here. no, but they're able to say, you know, like, I love you and yeah. you've been going through a lot and here's what I'm doing. And then I'm able to be there for them and right. pray for them. And maybe it doesn't look like I'm able to hang out with them every time they want. Yeah. But like, I'm able to text them. I'm able to pray for them. I'm able to be involved in their life in a way that is, you know, what I have to give. And, and, you know, I'm still responsible to extend myself, right? Like yeah. I'm still ex uh, accountable to hold myself to a higher standard of saying like, all right, Lord, um, this is me and Jesus, right? Yeah. Like, am I being the friend you want me to be? Right. And if what that looks like is, Hey, I need to set alarms on my phone yeah. to text these people. <laughs> or I need to, I need to go out of my way and remember and write things down. And people tell me because I know I'm not remembering everything yeah. well right now or whatever that is. Right. Like it's not about that. There is a formula to be right. a good friend, but it's in general, this is just another area of your life, like that you have to bring before the Lord and say, Hey, convict me, like yeah. lead me, guide me, show me what you have for me to do. Like show me who you have for me to love. Right. Like yeah. this is just another area of that in our lives as Christians. Absolutely. And I think about the commitment that we see modeled in the Bible and then the approach to friendship that we can sometimes fall into of loving people when it's convenient and when it's easy. I think about the verse that says greater love hath no man than a man that lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you. I don't have many opportunities to like actually physically die for my friends. Yeah, not recently. And by not many, I mean zero. I've had zero <laughs> opportunities. And yet we don't want to be inconvenienced to help them when they need something, when it maybe isn't, doesn't fit into our schedule as well as we want it to, yes. or maybe they're not acting the way that we would. And then we look at the way it's modeled in the Bible and it's like hard to wrap my brain around mm -hmm. how like how nonchalant we've become with the friendships in our life when we are called to such a high standard. That is the greatest form of love that you give your life for your friend. And we don't want to give an hour. <laughs> we don't want to give um, small financial resources. Or we don't want to give forgiveness. Exactly. Or we don't want to give grace. Yeah. Right? Like we are called to give of ourselves. Yeah. And um, along this, this line of thinking of having that you know, strict standard for yourself in your own life. I wanted to read Romans 12, three and the second part of the verse, but uh, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Right. Mm. So being prudent in our measurement of ourselves, which we can't really do. We're, yeah. we're totally partial <laughs> to ourselves. Right. Yeah. But bringing our, our lives like to the Lord saying, search me, know me, show yeah. me if there's any unclean or offensive way in me, right? Like show me how to be a better friend. This is just another part Absolutely. of who we are as people that has an opportunity to come into obedience and come into greater likeness 
to Christ. Yeah, a hundred percent. And just to reiterate, like this is not an easy task no. that we are saying. Well, just be radically committed. No, you and know? it's it's something too that I I struggle to even talk about yeah. <laughs> here because I know. <laughs> I know I have failed people yeah. and it's, it's shameful and it's embarrassing, yeah. right? To think about the times when I haven't been the friend that I want to be. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's worth all of us together collectively to say like, no, you know what? Today <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm bringing myself back to, to clarity and I'm bringing myself back to um, alignment to Christ. And yeah. I, I want to do better, right? I want you to change me, Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I've seen this modeled for me by some of my closest friends where I've been in seasons of life where I'm not like pouring into them in the way that I should because mm-hmm. I am occupied by some other thing in my yeah. brain and they've stuck by and oh they have gosh, been yeah. faithful and they have been right there when I like you were kind of saying about coming out of that like newborn fog <laughs> but it's like coming out of the fog of anything that's right. like all consuming right and you see somebody there who has stuck around through that to yeah. wait for you to come out, not only wait for you to come out of that, but be there in the midst of that. Yeah. And I just like, that's who I want to be. That's a friend exactly. I be. That is absolutely what I want to be. And I, I just have these really amazing relationships in my life that I can kind of trace back to and be like, man, when I was not present when I was 17 or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was going through all of this stuff that person was there and they were attentive and even when I didn't know how to articulate hey this is what I need or this is what I'm struggling with they didn't force me to they didn't say okay well if you can't communicate properly I'm just gonna go and I think that that's what our world would want us to do hey you you're not communicating well you're being manipulative Mm -hmm. you're doing these things it's not serving me and I'm gonna bounce because this is no longer mutually beneficial and it's time for me to go. Yeah. And Yikes. and if that happened every time that I wasn't present in a friendship, or if I did that to every friend that wasn't present twenty four seven, I just we think wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> we wouldn't have a community. Yeah. And this radical commitment that we're talking about is so essential to building that community mm-hmm. that we have to bounce our ideas off of and to force us into further submission to the Lord and if we take up that that very like blase fair like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, approach to friendship, then it's we're not going to have that. Right. Right. And I I think there's, you know, a lot of different situations, right? We can't address all of them. But yeah. uh, sometimes we are being a good friend and we yeah. do have friends who are making choices we don't agree with yeah. or they're that's a whole episode yes. in itself. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that someday. Uh, but you have friends who are not giving of themselves in a way that you feel (laughs) right you feel blessed by Uh, but we are called to have grace and we're called to bear each other's burdens and a lot of times people who are struggling in their friendship to other people are people who are going through really hard things and uh, I know there have been times in my life when I am struggling or in a fog of you know depression or (laughs) difficult seasons of life we keep saying seasons we need to stop being so yeah so churchy um (laughs) (laughs) but you know we're called to bear each other's burdens and i I wanted to read you guys uh, a passage from galatians 6 because i thought this was really encouraging and uh galatians 6 starting in verse 1 
Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person Mm -hmm. back onto the right path. Be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. You are not that important. Gotta love Paul. (laughs) pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct yeah right the idea that this is talking specifically about sin when another believer is in sin um but someone could just be sinning against you right someone could just be sinning against you in the way that they neglect you or hurt you or whatever and uh what paul is calling us to as a as a church as a body of christ is if you think you're too important to to pause, yeah. take a step back, help somebody to walk with them in, with grace, yeah. um, you need to remeasure. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to you need to take a breath. Take a second. Yeah. You're, you're not that guy. <laughs> you are not that guy. <laughs> um, but seriously, you are accountable for your own actions. Yeah. You are not accountable for how that person treats yeah. you. Again, not talking about extreme situations, but you yes. are not accountable for how that person treats you. You are accountable for your response yeah, and absolutely. our like standard of godliness under the new covenant, right? As being mm-hmm. believers in the church and the body of Christ is incredibly high. Yeah. Like the standard is Jesus. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's yes. not fool ourselves and say like, I'm doing great. This person needs to get on my level. Right. Let's say like, Hey, we all need to get on Jesus's level and I can only get myself. Like yeah. I can only, <laughs> I can only submit myself to the Lord. I can't let make anybody else do that. And 100%. so what am I responsible for? Yeah, absolutely. And then meeting people where they're at is so important. Like it's saying like, if somebody's caught in sin, like be there for them, mm-hmm. make sure that you're not getting caught in that sin. This is not to say like, go sit in the pigsty with them. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But like, just being there for them and bringing truth and truly loving them this is this does not mean you sit there with pom-poms shaking them all the time being like yes you're doing so good baby like that's not (laughs) that is not the that's not love (laughs) you know what i mean like that is enabling somebody to do something detrimental but sometimes love is a word of truth and sometimes love is a gentle word and Mm -hmm. the only way that we know what to do in those moments is by listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? But it means that we are in a posture in life where we are in the word of God, where we are in prayer, where we are submitted to the voice of the Lord. And so we're in those relationships with those people and we are willing to listen and to obey, right? And I think sometimes we're either like afraid of other people's sins or or we're uh, afraid of being hurt or any of those things. And and I, I just don't know that that is a godly way to behave in friendship and i i think that uh for fear of being like tainted by someone else's sin (laughs) we neglect to love we neglect to love other people and we neglect to um truly be there and sometimes you know i know that there's situations where people don't want to be told the truth or even if you're gentle and you're not like Mm -hmm. badgering anyone over the head right people just don't want to be um compared or they don't want to be in a situation where they're like in friendship with someone who is living a different way than them right like that's that's just a reality that happens sometimes but behaving in a way and carrying yourself in a way with this person or when you're not with this person where you are still available to them where you are still accessible where they know that no matter where they're at or what they're doing like if they call you you're going to be a like 
a warm, comforting, right. like set of arms to embrace them. Right. Like Absolutely. that is, that's the key. I think about times in my life when I have just been messing up. Like I, you know, I've fallen into one sin or another and you know who is pulling away because of your sin and who is yeah. sticking around to help you through it. And once you're on the other side of that, it, you know, oh my you gosh, remember, you, so much clarity. You, yeah. you remember who was there and you remember who stuck with you. And so be that person for somebody else that you were there through everything. And even if that means shooting that text or sending yeah. up that prayer, it's just be there for them. I think that we also sometimes do a really bad job of this <laughs> because we are so, you know, we're concerned with the truth, which yeah. is correct. It is a right posture to be in Absolutely. as a believer, right? But we're so afraid of not um, doing justice to the truth that instead of yeah. having a conversation or instead of just being available to someone, we just pull away because we're yes. like, I don't want to be responsible for the choices you make. Yeah. You're not responsible for the choices other people make no. unless you're telling them to do things, right? Exactly. You're not responsible for their choices. You're yeah. responsible for how you conduct yourself. And um, rather than pulling away and being afraid of the choices that people are making that you are committed to and that you love, um, be available to them, right? Like yeah. I don't, I can't tell you exactly every situation that you're in, whether you need to speak up or whether you need to, yeah. <laughs> whether you need to listen, but the Holy Spirit will tell you, right? Like yeah. God will guide you in those moments and uh, just being, like we're saying, being committed to these people yeah. in a way where you're saying like, you know, I promise to walk with the Lord. I promise to follow his leading and I promise to be here with you yeah, regardless of where the choices you make or where you're at. Absolutely. And let me just encourage you, Christian, that what you know from the Bible and what you know about God absolutely can stand the test of any conversation in any situation. Yeah. And so if you find yourself in this spot of, I, I know what's true and I'm just worried about bringing it up, God, his word is infallible. Even if it doesn't land right, right with whatever the audience is mm -hmm. you can know that what you know is true and that god is always the right answer he always has the right answers right and so your delivery in that is important mm -hmm. like don't <laughs> don't come and just smack a bible over somebody's head and be like well do better <laughs> i feel like i've said do better every time i'm talking alternate but, title do uh, better. yeah do better yeah. um but just knowing that if you are genuinely coming to somebody operating in the Holy Spirit, operating out of a place of knowing God's word, that there is fruit in that. God's word never returns void. Right. Ever. And you are, you're a vessel, yes. right? They don't need your advice. Yeah. <laughs> they don't They don't need your best measurement of their situation, yeah. right? What they need is the spirit of God to change them, to plant himself in their heart and to change them. A hundred percent. And, uh, you actually don't probably know as much as you even think you do. Speaking of myself here, right? Yeah. <laughs> you are not responsible for knowing having all the wisdom in the world, right? But yeah. there is one who has all of the wisdom in the world and who has the power to save and who has the power to change hearts. And yeah. uh, he works through people. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think that it's easy to talk about all of this and it feels like a big concept, but there are practical ways of applying these concepts. And one of those things is... Um, just knowing that friendships are worth sticking around in. Mm -hmm. God has a plan for friendships, as we've seen with Elijah and Elisha or 
David and Jonathan or Jesus and the disciples, God uses friendships and they're worth sticking around in. You're Mm -hmm. not just there to be a doormat forever and ever because you're committed and you made a promise or whatever. Right. And your your ministry is where you are right like your ministry is the people that you're around it's the community that you're in yeah so it is worth sticking around in and god will use that situation Mm -hmm. no matter what it is yeah i i would love to take this time to just address some really quick caveats yeah it's in practical application right we're not talking about abuse we're not talking about people who are harming you whether that be friends or family or whatever we're not talking about that we're not talking (laughs) about staying in relationships that lead to temptation in an area that you are weak that is not what we are saying either because that is also um, an excuse I think sometimes that people make yeah. is like oh I need to like love this person and it's like okay well if you know it's something you deal with yeah. and they're living in that thing right. maybe don't engage with them if in that area if you are an alcoholic <laughs> and you have a group of friends that all they want to do is go to a bar it is okay to distance yourself right or to not meet them at a bar right <laughs> yes, like there's, exactly. <laughs> there's ways uh, to be prudent yes and we can't address every single one of those right. examples but I hope you have people in your life that you can go to absolutely to d- work those things out with uh, we're not talking about dating relationships here. Yeah. I think that's an important <laughs> thing to say because uh, while you should have grace for people, when you're dating someone, your yeah. job is to kind of measure them up. Yes. <laughs> right. And so if someone is telling you who they are over and over, by the yeah, way, that they if behave, they are proving what they are telling then you, you should you should believe who they're telling you yes. that they are. And yeah. uh, you don't have to stick with somebody uh, to marry them right you don't have to be radically committed to this person yet <laughs> no not unless you decide to marry them no and but i think that's the important thing is you're realizing that marriage is a covenant it's a yes. very serious covenant and yeah. so that is one you can be a little picky in yes absolutely and this does not mean that you can just disregard them as a person if you guys decide not to continue dating or whatever that looks like but you don't have to be entrenched in being their go-to and being the person that they can lean on always and all of this stuff until they prove to be, you right. know, a person that right. that can handle that and you want to invest in that area. In. Yeah. So just to be clear, those aren't the things that we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a million other caveats and nuanced gray areas, but um I do want to talk a little bit practically like Katie was saying before. And one thing that came to my mind when we were writing this episode or, you know, toying around with it is the idea of speaking well of people. Yes. Um, The idea of your conversation and your speech uh, towards and about and with and around other people Mm -hmm. uh, should be of a very high standard of purity and a very high standard of, of love, even when you're not close. So let's say you had a friend um, I've had this in my life, right? You have a friend that you're close to for one season and for one reason or another, good or bad, right? You separate for a little mm. while. And in that time, especially if things went bad, yeah, it is very tempting to speak poorly of that person or to defend yourself or to build a case that makes you look good and makes the other person look yeah. bad. Um, I think especially when you're younger, <laughs> this is something that's really <laughs> tempting to do, but definitely in all seasons of your life. I've had friends who I have thought there is no chance that we will ever be close again, who I have regained relationship with. And let me tell you, I have never regretted keeping my mouth shut about those people when we were not close, (laughs) about not talking about the details of our friendship, about not talking about what this person is doing, even if I know, right? Um, Preserving the relationship in that way. That's that's an element of commitment is Mm -hmm. preserving that person's dignity, preserving the relationship because you actually, I promise, you never know 
Yeah. If something is dead and dead and gone, you don't. Oh, 100%. You don't. Like God is in the business of making beauty from ashes, of bringing dead things yes. to life. That includes friendships. And so be very careful with how you speak um, about others. Yeah, in absolutely. <laughs> I think of one friendship I have in particular that we've gone through seasons. And if she's listening, she knows exactly who she is. And she, we'd laugh about just our our friendship journey starting in literally preschool and like Mm -hmm. whatever losing our friendship in fourth grade over the most serious of problems my gosh it's so um but i think about all of the times even at that young age um but further on in our friendship if i had gone and just absolutely crucified her to (laughs) other people i would have burned the bridge to one of the most beautiful relationships I have now. Mm -hmm. And same for her. She didn't go and talk trash about me behind my back. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we are now able to have a God-honoring friendship that is radically committed and is is absolutely being used for the kingdom. And to think that we could have cut that off or burned that bridge before God even had the opportunity to use it is like... Um, I'm just so, so thankful for some of the ways that we went about that um, right. because God, like you were saying, nothing is dead and gone until I am dead and gone. <laughs> done till it's done, right? Yeah. Um, and God can redeem any situation. Right. I think part of being a radically committed friend is uh, being someone that people know they can go back to, right? Yeah. Being someone who the door is always open you know, other than in situations that we've talked about before, yeah, but right, yeah. the, the door is always open and things will not always stay as they are right now. And uh, a radically committed friend is someone that you know you can rely on, right? And someone that you yeah. can always turn back to. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last kind of practical application thing, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think it's worth bringing up again is just hold yourself to a stricter measure than those around you. You know, examine your life be critical of the way that you are living and hold yourself to a biblical standard and you are going to have more grace for people because God has grace. And when you are rooted in the Bible and you have those foundations, you are absolutely going to be operating out of more grace. Yeah. I would love to end this episode by challenging you and uh, challenging (laughs) Katie and I as well (laughs) with a few questions. And, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you don't need to do any of these things, but I would love for you to just think about it. And first of all, do you need to apologize, right? Is there somebody that you need forgiveness from? Do you need to forgive someone? Is there somebody that's wronged you in friendship and you've been holding it against them and it's been closing the door to that friendship or to what God wants to do in it? Is there an area that you could improve on, right? Is there someone that you can be a better friend to? Is there something- Which there always is. (laughs) There always is, right? But I'm sure that, as you've been listening to this, if you've been listening, is that someone's been on your mind, that there's Mm -hmm. a friend or there's someone specifically or multiple situations or um, a specific action that you've been thinking of, you can't get out of your head that you know you could do differently. Yeah. Is there someone that has hurt you or someone that's hard to love? And is God maybe calling you to extend yourself (laughs) in that situation? I don't know. But I would encourage you to uh, go to the Lord. I would encourage you to go to the Lord, ask for an increased capacity to love that person. I yeah. would ask, encourage you to ask the Lord to, uh, to challenge you, to 
to convict you to uh, just increase your love for this person. And um, in all of these things, we are not your Holy Spirit. Right. (laughs) Don't listen to us. Go to the word of God. Go to the Lord himself. Go to the uh, counsel in your life. But uh, we are going to be challenging ourselves in these areas, and we would love for the church to be known for yeah. being good friends. <laughs> Absolutely, that is that's the dream, right? Right <laughs> to be the yeah, to like be the by, go-to people. <laughs> well, and you know, by our love for each other, yeah. the world's going to know Jesus. Like he yeah. he said that that's how the world is going to know his love by our love. Absolutely. So let's let's do better. Do yes. better. <laughs> do better. <laughs> um, we want to kind of close out this episode, but one thing that we did want to extend, particularly on this episode, is we have an email address. And that's not just for like business inquiries or whatever. We're super serious business women. So. Um, but that's also for if you have questions. If you listen to this episode and you're like, but you don't know this situation and this is hard, we don't know the situation. We're sure it's hard. And we want to know about it if you feel like you want input or you want resources or yeah. whatever please contact us at the katie's podcast at gmail.com and we will see it and we will answer it because we want this to extend beyond voices in your car and we want to be a community um that builds each other up so yeah if there is any confusion or questions we want to we want to partner with you in that yeah so make sure to follow us on instagram at the katie's podcast you can dm us over there as well yes. but it has been so <laughs> lovely chatting with you today yes, it has. Uh, tune in next week for an exciting interview yes. and we can't wait to talk to you soon yes all right bye-bye